are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. My mom wanted to get me this album so bad. Might have been the next one. I think it was No Strings Attached, though. She knew that I was going to flip out if I got it. And when she went to the dying FYE, they gave her, like, six other albums just to be like, please come back. Please. <laughs> they just and gave them to her? <laughs> they, uh-uh. I think they did. Just take this Jesse <laughs> like album off It's like hands, the reverse please. of Publisher's Clearinghouse. Well, so I thought I was getting one album, and I got like ten, and none of them were anything I'd ever heard of before, except for the one that I was really excited about. So I didn't care because like I got the one I wanted. But one of them was Dream Street's debut album. <laughs> wow, yes. which is the boy band that Jesse McCartney yes. was in. Yes. Uh, and I went. <laughs> Mom was like, you like boy bands? This is a boy band. And she was like trying to like make me excited about the other CDs. Uh, and I was like, yeah, okay. And I kind of threw it. <laughs> it's probably worth like $800 today. That's probably it's, one I of could... 30 CDs that still exists from Dream Street. <laughs> you get some real money off of it. That's right. Did you, also, did you also have a CD from Five? You know, Baby When the Lights Go Out. The... I Five was did great. have that CD, and I actually <laughs> did want it. I bought that with my allowance money. By the way, just so just so you know, Nick uh, Lashkey is a, is actually a really good guy. Oh. I just want you guys to know that the yeah. opposite of my Nicole Scherzinger um, situation was Nick, because he grew up in Cincinnati. He was in the music scene. Like we're about the same age he would end up at show choir competitions like at the same time we would like at, at stuff like that. And he's a genuinely a very, very cool dude. So just know that I just want that to be known because You'll I feel like to hear it. Yeah. I feel like the Nicole Scherzinger thing was awful. So now I'm saying that Nick was a good guy. It's about balance. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. It's it, that's what, if, if, if John Carter from Mars taught me anything, it's about balance. That's absolutely true. John Carter teaches us a lot of things. Does. Do you know right. anything? Do you know anything about the band Len? Like any good songs from them or any? Or not good songs, but any positive stories about them? You know, because they I, gave us "Steal Our Sunshine." So you know. No, I don't because they're not from Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> John Legend kicks ass. Um, Woody Harrelson's a weirdo. What else do you want from me? <laughs> hey, that uh, that Robert Maplethorpe photo thing from the 90s happened in Cincinnati. Yes, it did. People yes, were it really did. upset. <laughs> yes, it did. What is this? Um, we didn't start the fire, but just my experiences <laughs> with Cincinnati now. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> Why not? We didn't start the fire, parentheses, in Cincinnati. In, in Cincinnati from years 1982 to 1995. <laughs> <laughs> only through the view, only through the gaze of Andrew, who lived it. Let's sing that one song away. from. Let's sing that one song from the movie Titan A.E. 
Bull whip in the ass. All these things will come to pass. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> on, on that note, welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs, folks. <laughs> Last episode ever. Oh, oh, you think that's the worst thing we've ever said on this show? Not by a long oh, shot. That was the best intro we've ever done. <laughs> how long was that intro? I want to know how much trouble I'm in. Four minutes. <laughs> How much did I say about Nick and Woody oh, Harrelson? Come on. All of it's on there. It's all on oh, there. Oh, God. We're getting sued, baby. Yes. <laughs> Pay so attention this, to us. <laughs> so this is actually a very special episode because this is the first time that we're having um, our, our new host, Courtney, do an official pick for the show. And yeah. she, she picked something rather interesting for us to do. What? I'm what, so sorry. <laughs> what did What did you pick? So part of the reason that I've loved being uh, becoming a host of the show is uh, I'm really more of a TV bug than a movie person. I love movies, but when given the choice, I tend to go to TV. I, I have no idea why. I've just always been that kid. Uh, and so I brought you um, one of the TV shows that has been made. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all we can ask for, I guess. <laughs> it is wow. a show. And boy, howdy, was it made with our tax dollars is how it was made. Oh, uh, yes. So unlike, so so unlike Cop Rock, it was made with tax dollars. Yes, we we funded this uh, filming and this show is called The Inspectors. Uh, it is a not a show. science fiction show, I could guess by a title like that. Um, it, sounds, it sounds like an X-Files knockoff. Yeah, that, it sounds like a Doctor <laughs> Who-y type thing. Those are both great ideas for shows that are not this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this show is about male inspectors. And when like, I say male, like male body inspectors, they are M-A-I-L inspectors. They work for the United States Postal Service, uh, who sponsors this show, which is how you know our tax dollars are going right to this or were Uh in, in its seasons that it had. Uh, now, this is a short show, so we're watching a few different episodes. We're going on a magical mystery tour of the show. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I want to much, give you so a good... how much, how much, since it's magical mystery, how many drugs do we need to ingest? And can we ship them, like, priority? <laughs> or... <laughs> I swear to God you're going to make the show come back just by talking about that sort of thing. <laughs> So, so, so is, is, is this Courtney, a show where we can put as many episodes as we can into one of those prepaid boxes and mail it off? Yeah. Can we you, do media mail? Can we do media mail? Good. Um, so <laughs> this show is about uh, Amanda Wainwright. A Amanda Hug and Kiss? Amanda Hug and Kiss. <laughs> Amanda Wainwright. She's a single mom. She works as a U.S. postal inspector. And her son Preston is a forensics lab intern. So right. she's not related to Rufus Wainwright. Also, well, they don't say that they're not is the thing, because <clears throat> I asked that question myself and I've watched several episodes of this at this point, trying to make sure I found exactly the right. I heard there was some secret mail. <laughs> <laughs> you did this. You're getting hazed this right is, now. You're getting I hazed. I deserve this. Uh, no, there are things that this show loves and one it is reminding you 
of tragedy that happened off screen. <laughs> Two, it is a fundraiser. <laughs> Three, it is a diamond heist. <laughs> oh, really? You'd be shocked. So I did watch more than one episode that had diamond smuggling in it, but the bad news is we are not watching any of those episodes because I found better ones. Oh, jeez. Uh, so I did pick three episodes, but they're each about 20 minutes long, so we're watching about an hour of content. You are going to feel seven years older after you've watched this one hour of content. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Is there a good way to ship diamonds where it doesn't look like you're smuggling them? <laughs> um, according to this show, no. Okay. Uh-huh. Fair enough. So, so, so let that be a lesson to you, folks. If you buy diamonds off a of QVC, you're smuggling. You're, you're smuggling. smuggling. I'm sorry. It's a smuggle of diamonds. Anything more than one diamond is called <laughs> a smuggle so of diamonds. <laughs> so I found uh, – so in order to watch this, we will have to get a free trial of a Prime Video add-on. Oh, my God. It's a Ponzi scheme. It's a Ponzi scheme. I got you. It's already done. Uh, no, it is uh, Great American Pure Flicks. I'm sorry? It's clean streaming. What? Stream clean. What? What did you yes. just say? Great American. There were a lot of words. Great, Great American, American Pure Flicks is how you watch this. Uh, it is $8 a month, so make sure you cancel that after your free trial for sure. Um, your home for faith and family streaming. Oh, God damn it. What kind of lists are we going to end up on, and how are they oh going to conflict my... with other lists? God. Straight clean. <laughs> oh, but hey, it's got Veggie Tales on it. Oh, does it? Does. It does. Uh, and I do believe it has big comfy couch, so that's something. <laughs> I don't even know what to say right now. Oh, and it also has Cameron and Cameras Burr in the Christmas present. Oh, does this have the Christmas shoes on it? Oh um, God. I wanna I wanna say this. Roy's gonna start paying I've for done, this. I've done a lot of shit for this show. <laughs> <laughs> I have I I have shed real tears. I've bled from my nose at least once watching movies for this show. I I have signed up for shit that I never thought I would. I never in a million years would have thought I would have signed up for like a Christian streaming service, a free a free trial to watch anything for this show. It's so Courtney, seven, it, you really it's a, it's a seven came day with free it. trial. Shaking it up. You came yeah. with it. How how much do you think I can watch in seven days? I how how chilled do you think I can get in seven days? Do the they show? have Kirk Cameron's Christmas on there? They do they have Kirk do. Cameron's Christmas on there? Um, on the one hand, you could watch the entire series top to bottom of the inspectors. On the other hand, you will look like you are 175 years old <laughs> <laughs> because of the amount of time that will have passed. Emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got three specific episodes. I want you to watch. First one is from season one. This is season one, episode 20. Called 20? Gone Fishing with a PH fishing. Wait, I got it. Gone Fishing. Okay. Okay. So let me How many episodes a season does this thing have? Uh, this is the the old days of. Oh, sorry, lost my notes for a second. Uh, this is in the old days of television where your your seasons would have 25, 26 episodes. Now that's important to say here 
because I have spared you from another thing. I've spared you from Diamond Heists. I have also spared you from clip shows. Season one has no fewer than three clip shows in it. <laughs> Jesus, wow. season one. Season one in 26, I think, episodes. Jesus. Three clip shows that I saw offhand. I <clears throat> I avoided those for you because I love you and you're my friends. <laughs> in season one, episode 20, airing originally on April 30th of 2016, the inspectors auction their services for charity. Told you they love a fundraiser. I did not spare you from the fundraisers. Mitch and Amanda look into a catfishing scheme. <laughs> You're going to find out who Mitch and Amanda is. You know who Amanda is. Amanda is is our lead, if you will. But also her son Preston is the other lead. And they really don't talk that much, even though they're mother and son. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> really don't talk that much. Uh, my second episode for you, and this might be my favorite. Season two, episode four. Original air date, October 22nd of 2016. So in the same year as season one. Sure. <laughs> the art of stand-up. What? Preston decides to try his hand at stand-up comedy, but doesn't like rejection. Amanda and Mitch investigate forgery of paintings. (laughs) This one has so much to talk about. I cannot wait to talk about this one. This is just scrubs. Okay, so we have season one, episode 20, season two, episode four, and have you named the third one yet? I have not named the third one. I'm ready for it. Uh, This one is season three, episode 10. This one has a pretty high rating. It's the highest rated of the three, which is shocking. This is one of the ways, this is how I found out my husband knew about the show. He went to get his uh, oil changed and he got stuck there waiting for his car. And the only thing that was on TV was this episode of television. And he came back from the oil change place, a different man. (laughs) Sure. He's a changed person. So, In this episode, which aired the 20th of January, 2018, so season one, 2016, season two, also 2016, season three, 2018. I don't know what happened in 2017. (laughs) Amanda and Georgia, Georgia is the, the leader of the lab team. They investigate a series of post office collection box break ins. Preston, Veronica and Noah who are the son and his friends, uh-huh. must find a band to play at the Henry, Henry Wainwright Foundation inaugural event. You might be asking yourself, Wainwright? Henry Wainwright? Who's Henry Wainwright? We know Preston Wainwright. We know Amanda Wainwright. Henry Wainwright. He invented the Ford Model father. T. <laughs> Henry is Preston's father, Amanda's former husband. Roommate. It's very important to know that Henry's not around anymore. And they will remind you about this absolutely (laughs) constantly. Because before the show begins, there's a terrible car accident where we lose Henry Wainwright. Do we see it? We see some B-footage of a fuzzy headlight and a police light. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> so see. And Preston loses 
his ability to walk. He's in a wheelchair because of this. Of course. And I swear to God, he mentions it absolutely constantly. (laughs) So this is somewhere between NCIS and Degrassi High. Yes. Yes. It really, truly is. By by the way, I have some good news for us. I'm so excited. I found a way we can watch this without paying anything that doesn't mean we have to subscribe to a Christian faith. <laughs> oh, really? But yes, I looked. I, looked. I discovered that this is available to stream for free on Brigham Young University TV or <laughs> BYUTV.org. I can't do this shit with you. You too. I cannot do this shit with you too. I am busy writing my book about how John Carter from Mars saved 2012, and you have me going to Brigham Young University. I, do you have any more lists I'm going to be on? Woo! So, so, I can't wait so for you, you to watch. see this show because it is so much happens in an episode, and also so little happens in an episode. Well, it's like I just clicked on season one, episode 20, and immediately I get, I am Preston Wainwright, and this is my mom. And I'm just like, okay, it plays. And you're oh like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I just need you to post somewhere the episodes so that I can go out and find some tablets in the woods. By the way, religion around I, it, I, watch I, these shows. I've got to so, say, by the way, just looking at the first like two seconds when when Preston is introducing himself, uh, he looks like the Timu version of Simon Rex. Yes, oh, he, oh does. he really does. Oh my god! <laughs> and then he has his friends, the girl one and the funny one. <laughs> the girl one and the funny one. So, just, so, so, so you have an option, Andy. You can either sign up for Great American Pure Flicks, oh, or you can go to byutv.org, uh, which also has shows like The Chosen, The Wizard of Paws, Come, fo- <laughs> Come Follow Up, um, Hello Sunday. Stop outing my entire year's <laughs> worth of picks. Ma- Mallory Towers. Is there anything about pirates on there? No, but it does have the Muppets Take Manhattan on here. That's they pretty can weird. Stream it for free. How'd they nab that one? I don't know. They have that one and Muppets from Space and Sense and Sensibility. Those are three very unusual picks. Oh, I'm just scared of the mailers I'm going to get. When I start watching shit on Brigham yeah. Young University TV. Ooh, and What's we also it going to be, Andy? The evangelicals or the Mormons? <laughs> we also have Deep Blue. Discover the real-life stories of BYU athletes, coaches, and fans in this documentary series. Woo-hoo. And I'll probably a, a, watch it on Brigham Young University, because at least it's spicy religion. <laughs> spicy religion. We also have the animated series Saving Me. A super genius billionaire goes back in time to teach his 11-year-old self how to be a better version with Jesus. So here's what's going to happen now, Courtney. (laughs) Yes. Because you did this. This is is on me. September of this year is going to be all Brigham Young University (laughs) TV picks. 
BYU TV month. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, it has Highway to Heaven on here. Oh. <laughs> I bet. I bet that BYU TV has the pick that I was talking about, my secret pick. <laughs> if it does, I'm doing this to you. God damn it. Uh, it also has a puppet show called Nine Years to Neptune. When it comes to teamwork, this team needs some work. A comedy oh about God. being together. Hmm. Whoever wrote, when it comes to teamwork, this team needs some work, absolutely <laughs> graduated from Brigham Young University. Yes, they did. Oh, and then there is the uh, comedy science fiction series Overlord and the Underwords. A galactic wow. villain learns it's never too late to become a better version Thanks to the new Earth family he met in Utah. Do you They're just know, teaching him to turn it off. Do you want to know a sentence you'll never hear? A mm. conversation you will never overhear. Oh, you just became a writer for an SNL? Where did you go to school? Brigham Young University. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one out of everything sticks out like a sore thumb. It's called Wayne, Sore Thumb. Wayne Brady's <laughs> Comedy IQ. Join Wayne Brady as the fuck. I just shot LaCroix out of my nose, you piece of shit. Join Wayne Brady. Definitely, totally pure and very straight Wayne Brady. (laughs) Eight young comedians through 10 weeks of comedy challenges. They haven't pulled that yet, by the way. That is still there. Let that go. (laughs) Where are the moms for liberty? Oh, they don't. They don't. They don't mess with Brigham Young University. <laughs> they don't. Clearly, no. no it's like ah, oh, they're Mormon. No. We don't care. Yeah, they would have been Mormon. furious. <laughs> oh, this one's got me excited. The discussions on the Book of Mormon. So is this about the musical? No, it's not. Never no, mind. it's not. A roundtable, in-depth discussion on the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. How could it possibly be in depth? Have you read it? <laughs> No offense to Mormons, but also like, I don't know, kind of oh offense to Mormons. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing with ourselves? What are, what's happening right now? If you're a Mormon and you're listening to this podcast, please come on the show and explain what your deal is. <laughs> if you're a Mormon and you're listening to this, please come on the show after watching three episodes of The Inspectors and talk to us about The Inspectors. You are invited. I want to hear from you. I have like a thousand questions about how you like both this show and also Brigham Young. It will be offensive. The questions we ask you will hurt your feelings. Probably. (laughs) We don't want them to. We just don't know any other way to phrase those questions. You will come out stronger. You will either come out a stronger Mormon or not a Mormon anymore at all. That's right. You will watch Permutos. It just flashes inside your eyes when you join the Skype. You can't help it. You can't. You can't help it. it you you it, you know the I'm not a robot test? It's that, but the entire movie permutas before yeah. they'll let you in. Just cut straight to the Jesus parts. There's really only about three minutes. Speaking of which, do you think we should show that on our uh, Discord? Yes. I think we should, yes. <laughs> yes, I absolutely. I can't believe I'm saying I want to watch it I again, but this is where I, I'm at I, now. I would not let you finish that sentence. Yes, you should show it. One hundred percent. It's already done. I put it up. I'm already playing it on the Discord right now. It's on a loop. 
Oh, Lordy. Anyway, are we ready to watch this show? I'm I guess. so excited for you guys to watch the, sh- the show, The Inspector, see, see, starring see, the amazing Courtney's band, 21 Monkeys. Not, not 21 Courtney pilots. Not-, <laughs> not Arctic Monkeys. 21 Monkeys. What, what Courtney's not telling us is she's secretly trying to convert us. She's been underground this whole time, posing as a bisexual liberal <laughs> mom, when she's really this Mormon girl... <laughs> who who make who makes the Mormon girl from the real world season eight look like a slut <laughs> out here to convert us. Secret watching, mode coming secret. this fall on BYU TV. <laughs> the, the, the investigative report about one Mormon infiltrated a podcast and turned <laughs> the hosts. To what is? <laughs> Followed by How John Carter Saved 2012, a, oh. a, a fan movie. God, it's only January and we've already I made got friends them with these off dudes the before they even had a podcast. <laughs> oh I talked them into having a podcast, then I infiltrated the podcast I talked them into having so that I could convert them into Mormonism. I did it all for God. Joseph Smith. Now I'm going to end racism. She salt burned us, but did it religiously. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Talented Mr. Nipley does. Not specifically religious in any way. (laughs) To be clear, the inspectors is not itself specifically religious. (laughs) It's just about good old American male. It's just real (laughs) squeaky clean. (laughs) Oh, God. Are, Are we ready to endure this? <laughs> Get ready for the longest hour of your lives, fellas. Oh God. All right. We'll be right back after we invade Brigham Young University and watch the inspectors. You can try. We watched Cop Rock. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to cry. Okay, here we are. He's been buying merchandise in bulk with stolen credit cards, everything from DVD players to auto parts and selling them at just under retail for a profit. He's probably doing the same thing here. And resale scammers need huge inventories, so he's gotta have a warehouse somewhere. Exactly. Hey, guys. Hey, Preston, just the man I was looking for. What are you working on now? I was just filing some reports for Georgia. Could you put that on hold for a minute? I'd like you to find Harvey, see if you can help him trace all these transactions. Roger that. Hi there, fun seekers. Are you looking for cinema that is absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box? Well, look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.troma.com is your home for everything from Roy Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.trauma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky. in time and space that is this show yes let's do it my little squirrels <laughs> so 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 let me stop paint it a pic- i don't like let, that <laughs> let me paint a picture for you so here i am explaining to chris that i need to on purpose download onto my roku 
BYU TV. And he stares at me and is like, why? So then I start describing this show to him. And he just gives me this look like, um, okay, it's your show. Sure, whatever. And then I'm watching the show. He comes walking in at one point and starts watching a little bit of it. And he's like, what the fuck is this acting? And and that's when I came up with the realization that that this show is the male fraud equivalent to MathNet from Square One yeah. TV back in the 80s. Yeah, it's rough. Because it had that same level of acting that MathNet has. And what also killed me is, is that it's so obvious that this whole thing was made to tell George Bush Jr., don't get rid of the United States Postal Service. Here's why the United States Postal Service is needed, especially with those PSAs at the end of each episode. Oh, my God. But <laughs> while, while, while they're doing that, they had to throw in, you know, the B story with the token black guy who's there to say, that is whack. You know? <laughs> well, and that, that one's rough. Uh, I will tell you... Uh, here's another thing we've talked there. There's a time loop happening with this show and we'll get into that more later. But part of that time loop is that Roy, this show premiered in 2015. Oh my God. Oh my God. And it well after look like it. George Bush Jr. was even the president. <laughs> oh my God. Cause that's what this show felt like. Is it but it felt, felt like, it like was... that time period. It really yeah. did. It felt like it was propaganda because I remember when Bush was saying he wanted to get rid of the Postal Service and this felt like propaganda funded by our our public service money to explain to the U.S. government why this division of the government is still needed. So when you talk about it, that you are insinuating that this show has a lot to do with male related crimes. And I would say there's really... I don't know, 5% male-related crime, 95% college freshman... Stand-up. Some of it is stand-up. Uh, I would say we're gonna the go star clean of the show... Old, we're going to go clean this old lady's house. Yes. I see... So two things. Number one, not only is it a time loop, it is a place loop. Because while yes. Roy thought it had something to do with George Bush not canceling you know, the federal funding for the United States Postal Service. I am strongly convinced this show based in in um, the American U.S. Postal Service with mail fraud crimes is actually Canadian. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It feels very it Canadian. felt very Canadian, yeah. yes. Yeah, very Canadian. So um, this show, uh, for, for viewers who, and you know what? you're feeling really weird and froggy maybe give it a shot don't watch more than one though uh (laughs) did you did you when it happened when when it came down on the internet Uh how many times did you watch too many cooks and if it was more than three watch it yeah yeah Yeah, no that's actually perfect yeah if you thought too many cooks was hilarious this is your show yeah 100 um so so this show is about a guy named Preston. He's a freshman at Georgetown uh, over in D.C. And his mom and his mom is like the queen of the postal inspectors. She's also and his 
His dad uh, has passed in a texting and driving car accident. It killed him and it uh, paralyzed Preston from the waist down. The reason I mentioned this is because it is mentioned at every possible opportunity. Hell, yes. there was a whole episode dedicated to it. Yeah. In season two. <laughs> How, wait, hold on. Back up real fast, Courtney. Just to, yes. get, just to get a lay of the land. Mm-hmm. We're explaining this show to you. You said it started in 2015. It How did. many seasons of this show is there? There are four seasons. We watched an episode from seasons one, two, and three. And how many episodes per season? Approximately 23. So this is in the day. It's insane. It's insane. So much. There are are like 80 episodes, 90 episodes of this show that you can watch. Yeah, there's a lot. Sorry. I had to establish the girth of this show. There's a lot. You're not allowed to say girth on BYU TV. You are not. Uh, later, I'll tell you what they are allowed to do, but you go right ahead. There's a lot. Um, I will so, let you know that in the fourth season, it did reach its 100th episode milestone. Wow. <laughs> Able to be syndicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> the, the fascinating thing about this show is the way that everyone announces their background all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a teacher. I can't afford this. Or... Hey, son, the way they talk to each other. Or before the crash, something, something, something. Oh, God. Or when I lost my legs, something, something, something. Everyone has to talk about whatever it is that has happened to them or whoever it is that they are all the time. It was as though if I walked around announcing where I was all of the time. Here I am in the office of my home. Really, really strange. Um, so this first episode, Gone Fishing. Which uh, I would have to say that if if everybody wants to just watch one episode to get a good gist of what this show is like, it would be Gone Fishing. I find it to be the toughest one of the three that we watch. <laughs> which is why I recommend it. I was just like, I don't know. I guides, don't know. It is Gone Fishing because dear... God, this episode was this. This was like me trying to get through Rebel Moon type of dear God. It was this episode. It's just so God awful slow. How is a 20 minute show so slow? (laughs) They do cover a lot of ground in God Fishing. Although although I do everything about everyone we see in the show. I, I do love, however that um with this um episode that we got a cliff notes of what fishing is when you think that with a title like gone fishing with a ph with a ph we would get a much more clear description of what fishing is they really don't but they do tell you that weird cliff notes like three different times um so that's that's supposed to be the B plot, but honestly, it's not even that. It's like a D or an E plot. <laughs> they really only talk about it for about three minutes total. Um, but the A plot is the inspector's other favorite thing besides talking about everyone's trauma. Charity work. 
<laughs> Two of the three episodes we watched involve major fundraisers. Yes. yes. Um, and this one, I'm not really sure what it's for. It's for veterans somehow. Some uh, sort of like veteran. It's um, for the VA the hospital or something. Veteran thingy. Yeah, but. Uh, a man that I had never seen in an episode prior to this one, and I have not seen again in any of the other episodes I've seen. <laughs> but I do know that he was a veteran and in the line of duty, lost both of his legs and now has prosthetics and works with Preston, our lead, as like a rehab guy. We yes. got this from 20 minutes of television. <laughs> not even. Yes. He only appears in two scenes. He suggests... That Preston and his friends, who are just allowed to walk around in the federal agency office for some reason, <laughs> uh, should give up their time for charity. Um, and they do, and an old lady says, heck yeah, do some chores for me. And so they show up to this lady's house to do chores, and she's a lot. That's basically the plot. Oh, you mean when you say chores, you mean like she basically breaks. It's like I was waiting for her to do that old fashioned joke of the scroll just <laughs> all over the place because she so many chores. By the way, I love the fact also that for that character of the old lady doing the chores that they uh, got uh, Food Network judge Nancy Fuller off of Timu <laughs> to play that character because uh, that's it exactly really who she was. They really, really did. Um, Down to the I, fact that she's having a hard time visiting her grandchildren. I was just like, damn, they stole Nancy Fuller's life, too. They did. Um, my fave, one of my many favorite things in this show is all of the stuff that I just explained to you about how they love charity and they're donating their time and all of that. That's nearly word for word from a scene in the show. Yes. Where Preston and his friends are prepping a totally random variety of vegetables <laughs> don't seem to go together. Yeah. She's peeling a carrot and he's chopping something we can't see, but also she, there are many different bell peppers. There's like six bell peppers on the cutting board. And she's peeling the fuck out of that carrot. She's peeling the hell out of that carrot. <laughs> yeah. That young woman had never peeled a carrot in her life. Um, before that day, um, but the way that Preston's friends encompass all of the stereotypes of <laughs> every friend, particularly Noah. I have a lot of questions about Noah. <laughs> Noah is male friend. He has female friend and male friend. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they are like very cookie cutter. Like, very cookie very, cutter. Very, very cookie cutter, very base. Noah is the non-white friend. He's all of the different kinds of non-white because he's the only person on the show who's not white besides that one veteran who's in that one episode. Uh, he's also he a nerd. Yes, he's also a nerd somehow. He is also the funny friend. He is also the stupid friend. Yes. He is all of these people. <laughs> Just knocking it out of the park, really. Yeah, he's 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 also hungry friend. In sitcoms, sometimes you have hungry friend. He is also hungry friend. Um, but this adult man, because don't forget, they're not like high school students. Is he an adult? 
they are freshmen at Georgetown. So, like, it's not like it's an easy school to get into. So. Sure. This adult man accidentally bids in the silent auction on laser <laughs> eye surgery. And when because... they ask him why. <laughs> he says because he thought he would get laser vision. That's true. Yeah. Ro- Roy has a favorite part of his as well, where he's he's hungry at the when he's doing chores. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Roy, what does he do? <laughs> he goes outside. Yep. And he gets the squirrel feeder filled with nuts and seeds. And he's like, these are these are my nuts. That's yeah. true, and you can say that on BYU, yeah. as long as you're yeah. holding the bird feeder and indicating to it. You can't have yes. these. These are my nuts, especially after when she announces that she's serving lunch for everybody. She's like, I hope you like liverwurst. Why do old people on these shows only like gross food? I don't know. That's the bit. That's I know loads bit. of old people who like regular food. Also, I, I, that lady was not old. So <laughs> I'm making lunch for you. I hope you like head cheese. So Mike, I got Courtney. I have a question for you because we watched three episodes and this was not defined in any of those three episodes. Yes, <laughs> um, nothing is. Does 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 friend also girl become love interest at some point in any of this? Uh, no, girl? it's 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 BYU TV. There's no yeah, such thing as that. Yeah, but they can still like have some sort of. You're allowed to date <laughs> at BYU. They're not going to show Bonin, but you're no, allowed but... to date. Yeah, no. so the whole through line of the first season, uh, there's a lot of like problematic things where he, the through line is he has a crush on her and she just doesn't have any idea because women are not are thinking, yeah, they're dumb. And like she has a boyfriend that he has to tutor in one episode. And I don't know why I'm such an expert on the show, but. Because uh, <laughs> you've seen every episode? <laughs> I swear I haven't, but it just it used she to got vortexed into the show. She's just like, yeah, she's just like me when I start seeing like the dumbest, most ridiculous what the fuck shit on YouTube. Yes. I just I can't stop. And it's like, oh, my God, like, this is this is more white than milk, but I can't stop watching when. During this same time period, right around 2015, they had a truth commercial going on yeah where a girl was sitting with her friend and she asked her friend what was wrong and her friend was deflated on the couch yeah she's like yes smoked pot it's not for bot for pot it is this show just makes me deflate like that <laughs> and i can't move to change it i have i have no motivation i, I just I, can't do it oh i, I uh, must concentrate on the mail fraud Yes. So speaking of the mail fraud, we're finally talking about the mail fraud in this episode. Okay. By, so, by the way, I can't remember because uh, I, I had one of those weird time period things. You so, fell into the time uh, hole. Yeah. Have we discussed not Anthony Michael Hall yet? We haven't. No, oh my he's God. another private select. He's, he's He didn't do that bad of a job. <laughs> because it's like I'm I'm watching it and I'm like, God, he looks like Anthony Michael yeah, Hall. He looked exactly like Anthony. Yeah, Michael. like particularly if it's like, what was it, the Dead Zone that he was in? Yeah, yes. yeah. I was waiting, for, I was waiting for him to scream, "Evil dies tonight." I mean, 
<laughs> that's how. That's what male fraud dies tonight. Yeah, male fraud dies tonight. Uh, is our new shout. If we had merch, that would be on our merch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm a little unclear on the scam here. So so people get an email that looks like it came from their bank. So they give their personal information. Okay. And then that person takes the stolen credit card numbers and sends the things that he's bought to this dorm in Georgetown <laughs> where these kids earning money out of their dorm and nobody thought that was suspicious. Yeah. They, I mean, especially since one of them was a psych major. And I'm like, you don't find this. You don't see any problem with any of this? I don't want you as my psychiatrist if you thought this was okay. So so this woman, Preston's mom, chases down these kids who are working for him, finds an entire empty lecture hall in a very (laughs) crowded university for these four kids. I don't know where they found that. Um but then they're like, yeah, we just got this box and we didn't open it up. We just changed the label on it and put it right back in the mail. I'm like, do you have any and, idea how yeah, complicated it, it is to get anything from a mailbox in a dorm? And, and they were true. like, and they were like, you didn't think this was illegal. You didn't think you were breaking the law. And then all of a sudden the realization came on their face. They're like, oh, we're going to jail. Are we going <laughs> to be in trouble? <laughs> we're going to jail. Just a great way to earn a little extra money. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to earn some extra money from my this, dorm. This seemed like the premise for all three episodes that we were watching. They would, you know, <laughs> go and confront the person who's like the middleman who didn't mm-hmm. realize they were the middleman. And they're like, do you know you're committing a crime? And they all of a sudden turn Don't. into like <laughs> some sort of reactionary shot from Victorious out of nowhere. Like, what? They, I don't know. Yeah, this is they talk to victim they talk to middleman. They talk to master. Excuse yes. me, mastermind. Um, and every time, every single step of the way, this woman first psychically knows exactly why this is happening and guesses it instantly. <laughs> I gotta say though, out of all the three, of the, out of all three episodes with the middleman that they talk with, my personal favorite was the. Um, the gay, not gay art dealer. Oh, my God. I loved that guy. <laughs> yeah. Loved that guy. Oh, um, it's just a way for me to make money. You know, <laughs> I'm a signature man. Like, what is going on? <laughs> just like and then and then it's like before they got to him we got to the woman who was the front of the thing who didn't realize oh, she was a front. That woman. She knew. <laughs> we'll get to her in a minute. <laughs> what? I have thought about her. What? Am I the drama? What? I don't think I'm the villain. Um. Anyway, so she she psychically knows and solves the crime instantly. Probably because every male crime is exactly the same. Uh, and also... We're going to get letters. We've never gotten letters. We're going to get letters we're about gonna that. We're going to get actual topic. letters. Um, and second, lays out every single piece of their evidence for the case to... A person who is not with their lawyer and who has not yet been arraigned. <laughs> Playing good cop, sad cop. It's... <laughs> Playing dumb cop, chatty cop. Oh, my God. 
But anyway, we cut back to the chores. <laughs> and dumb friend legitimately tries to pass off a gutter cleaning chore to a wheelchair user. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. loved that. I was, it was just like, yeah, let's see him clean the gutters. My, like you knew. I will say of that. What? Go ahead. Oh, I just said you knew. That's it. Oh, he knew. No, the, he knew he was doing the gutters. My favorite part of that scene is the straw drawing scene between the three friends for who's going to go tell her that they're not going to do these chores. And they're like, you go, you're in the wheelchair. Wheelchair trumps uh girl. <laughs> girl. Basically. And then he wow. and then he and then he goes to tell her and all of a sudden we're hearing the sob story and he's like, guys, she's just lonely. It turns out she's lonely. She misses her grandkids. And he was able to sneak through this not accessible home in a wheelchair completely undetected. Yeah, I was just like, that's bullshit. There was a very standard doorway <laughs> that he had to wheel through. And then, I mean, it's like, I don't know why they can't come and visit. I mean, I was just beginning to think maybe mom and and daughter had issues or something like that. That's what I they thought. They never I really talk that. about they it. They never really talk about it, but no, it's all perfectly resolved thanks to the internet. Yeah, thanks the, to a webcam from 2005. Thanks to Smart Girl. Set, setting up. Yeah, she's also. Smart. By the way, what the fuck was with that cat logo on the back of her laptop? <laughs> I was so fixated on that. It's hard for me to get fixated on something like that sometimes, but that cat logo, in place of the Apple logo or the Windows logo, just stuck out, and I'm like, what fucking brand of computer is that? Unbelievable. <laughs> Um, speaking of unbelievable, they do finally find the guy who looks like he's cosplaying Paul Giamatti. Yeah, at the golf course, right? Was he at the golf course? Yeah, at the golf course. Okay. He was the leftover of the leftovers. He yeah. really was. Um, but she's like, you're under arrest for this and this and need I go on? And <laughs> watching this with my wonderful spouse, Craig, he said, I think legally you have to. You, there is a law that says you have to. It's called Miranda rights. If you're going to cosplay, if you're going to bust into a warehouse cosplaying as cops, which I don't know that you can do as a male inspector. I don't think you get flak jackets and shit to bust in and see all those CRT monitors. Um, you have to be able to read people Miranda rights, right? I think you do. And I, I, I don't know. But anyway, they cut back to Preston and his friends <laughs> having a random dinner with this old woman where they have a truly massive amount of salad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, shocking. That was if you're there, you're family. Yeah. You are family. Well, it was to cover up the fact that they had roasted liverwurst. Yeah, I guess it all had head cheese in it. Uh, and then they they really just they ran out of script, but they just left the camera rolling. There is a part in that. Where the 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 dumb hungry friend mm -hmm. says to the old lady, "Well, how are your grandkids?" Like, as if he was friends of the family and didn't just hook up a webcam an hour ago so that and she they could talk were to her there and they are in the room. Yeah, yeah, just like they had been talking with them the whole time. I don't know if there was supposed to be a passage of time, if this is like two months later or whatever. They never explained but because it made it look like it was the next day. It really seemed like it was like, night. yeah, like yeah. that day. Uh, but then they just patter about that for like 
a solid minute as it slowly pans away. And then we get the PSA. And then we get the lovely G.I. Joe PSA. (laughs) Fishing. Fishing's real, guys. Fishing's a real thing. We made it look fun, but it's not fun. We all had a lot of fun here today, but <laughs> I've never seen a more uncomfortable man in my life than the, the these, postmaster general in those fucking scenes. These poor people, the real postmaster people that they put in these VSAs, they do not want to do it. No. Like, what, am I supposed to look in the camera? What? what uh, oh, it's exactly what was going through their brains. And so that's the time suck that was gone fishing. Um, all that happens in 20 minutes, by the way. And we it's didn't even scratch the surface. Minutes. They they really, it's the longest walk to get to nothing. Actually, <laughs> didn't I didn't scratch the surface of what was actually happening either. Like, no. I, I actually think our next episode was the longer walk for me because just of how cringe. <laughs> there was a was lot fun. of cringe. And I think it's really kind of fucked up that you said it was a long walk. <laughs> because this is the honest <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> This is the artist stand-up, and a short version of the plot is there is art fraud happening through the mail for some reason. And I'm not sure why the FBI isn't involved in this instead of mail people, but that doesn't matter. No, the the mail investigators need to get involved with this because they they two partners go undercover. And also Preston decides to try stand-up comedy. Yeah, there's some real um, shitty leverage moments. Mm-hmm. In, in this like That's a great alternate title for the show actually yeah, it's shitty leverage shitty like leverage. we gotta go undercover what's our are we gonna be tr- pretend to be married again well you saw how that worked out last time wah, we're not gonna wah. be married again just this this pretense of a lot of backstory when there's no backstory yeah yeah <sighs> it's I rough just, this is a rough episode <laughs> someone literally wrote this entire episode because wheelchairs exist it's the only reason this episode of TV exists at all. See, when you pitched this to us, and maybe it happens in other episodes that I'm not aware of, <laughs> but it was positioned to me by you, Courtney. <laughs> as though I have done some fraud. As you have done some some Andy fraud on this one. And I'm going to need the people who only the, handle fraud through Andy to come mail bust fraud, into your M-A-L-E. warehouse. I did it at you, Andy. You did M-A-L-E. at me. <laughs> was that the children were going to be involved in the crime fighting. Uh, well, Preston is an intern, as is mentioned many but times. The only but his friends are he, not. His friends yeah, are the just, only reason that I think he's an intern is to get unfettered access to a federal building. Yes. That's the only thing we see him do. He never, yeah. Hey, in that first episode, he does offhandedly mention that he was doing some filing for Georgia, the woman who works in the lab. <laughs> That's true. That is sad. We never saw him do it. No. But I thought he was involved, like, chasing people down in his wheelchair so no, that he could like. So sometimes they he's do. He's doing stand up. He's doing he's doing stand up sitting down. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. So this just became the Bad Friends podcast with Bobby <laughs> Lee. <laughs> I would do an entire podcast where we go episode by episode on the inspectors. By the I way, I mean you should do 
I will you do it under Cult Cinema Catacombs. Do a TikTok series where you review every episode of the Inspectors. <laughs> um, so the Inspectors, this show exists. Yeah, this right. show exists. All of a sudden, BYU TV is like, why can't our servers handle the load of people downloading and watching? Is it Stairway to Heaven? Did it finally happen? No, it's the Inspectors. <laughs> You know how our app worked so smoothly and so beautifully, and now all of a sudden it doesn't because more than a dozen people have it. Yeah. For that yeah. one day that all three of us were watching the inspectors, that that load bared it, and it couldn't handle it. <laughs> it did. So you guys know how debate and stand-up are the same thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. That's why Preston is on the debate team. That's in another episode where Preston <laughs> finds out that he's great at debate. and he Oh, so that's debate. lore. That's, that's lore. lore. That's a lore dump okay. for you. Um, and he says that stand up is going to help him with his public speaking and make him better at debate. Well, not, not, really not, not with that stand up he was delivering in that episode. Say how <laughs> those things are related. Meanwhile, someone has showed up at the mail inspector's building, which I don't, if there, if mail fraud happened to you, if somebody did a mail related crime at you, what would you do? Where would you go? The post office. You just go to the post office? Is yeah, this, I would like go a, online to the internet. Is this what's going on back there and all that stuff we're not allowed to look at in the post yeah, do office? They have all, do they have old women crying, sitting at tables, bawling because they just lost their life savings to a fishing scam? Yes. Or an old man who's really upset that his dad bought a fake Van Gogh? Yes. This was when he left us. Well, hey, they accidentally bought the real deal at one point in this episode, though. It's like the the forensic person came back and said, congratulations, you guys actually own a Van Gogh. And poor Georgia. So this one was a Degas. But nobody told Georgia how to say Degas. Oh, my God. So she said Degas. Degas. You own a Degas. Was that a bit bit for the show? Or, like, I have a problem with that scene. So many. I have a real problem with. Yeah. Did they not say cut? That's not how you pronounce hey, Degas? Hey, woman. Yeah, whatever her name is. Um, but anyway, Why did your son come rolling in to be like, mom? Yeah, mom. My stand-up. <laughs> why didn't wh- – my question is why didn't the, the – why didn't Preston use all of this shit in his stand-up because it would have killed? Oh, I yeah. I feel like he has a lot to talk about that's not just his muffin joke. Yeah. Um, I'll get into I'll get into that later. Oh, I, I have a lot to get into. So there, we're, we're coming back to Anthony Michael Hall and Preston's <laughs> mom. And they go to this art gallery. And there's a lot of bullshit about what is and isn't art. And it's very boomer humor. Uh, oh, you mean like with the speckle of paint on the glass? The red duck out, book. It, it turns out to be a speck that she needed to wipe off. A yeah. speck of blood on the glass? I don't know what the hell <laughs> that's supposed to be. That's Sorry, I was eating a jelly donut and it's there um but she says the most amazing sentence they say you know we're we're looking for some art for our ranch home and whatever at the lake and then anthony michael hall starts doing this bizarre kennedy accent accent. yeah Uh, and she says oh van gogh is really in demand right now (laughs) (laughs) as though van gogh is not always in demand. <laughs> I, I'm really into Van Gogh right now. You know, 
<laughs> it's a very like but, RuPaul Drag Race moment there. Yes. First of all, she's a hoity-toity art dealer who says Van Gogh and not Van Gogh. True. <laughs> That's true. That was a problem I had. Uh, but she also, you can't just buy art from this lady, okay? <laughs> it's not about money, Mm-mm. okay? Oh, no. It's about loyalty. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> I actually, when that moment happened, had to pause because I spat my beverage out. But she's like, I need to that know I have hilarious. She's like, I need to know I, I need to know I have your loyalty. And I'm like, who the fuck is loyal to an art dealer? No one. I, no one. <laughs> ever been. Um, also. There is a connection between this show and another show. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? This is another sinkhole we're about to fall into. So we cut back to Preston, and he tries to stand up on girlfriend and boyfriend. And fails. boyfriend, they, he fails miserably. He says, you know, what did the muffin say to the other muffin in the oven? The same joke we've all heard. He's just flipping through a fifth grade joke book. Right. Uh, saying them. yes i don't understand um but uh i think his name is noah <clears throat> uh other friend is like no it's got to be funny what's something i can say what's something i can say and he goes pop pop and he turns around and i said he just said pop pop <laughs> is this the community connection this is in Magnitude? the same universe as community. Think, you think this happens in the same universe as community? <laughs> is Noah Magnitude's brother? Is Noah Magnitude? Is Noah secretly Magnitude? Does, does he fail out because he's dumb as shit and have to go to community go to college? Greendale. He grows out his hair and goes to Greendale. It creates a whole new persona for himself. <laughs> as Magnitude. And oh, so I couldn't stop theory. thinking about that. Yeah. I thought about a lot of other things while watching this show. I bet you did. Uh, yeah, you know what I was thinking while watching this show? I could be watching something else right now. Could be watching so many things that are better. You could be watching a video of knee surgery. <laughs> this is a this is a show that exists in other shows. I'm convinced yes. of that. Yes, like, I think this is like when somebody turns the TV away from a show onto something that's relevant to the plot. This is the show that's on before. Yeah, this is the show they turn away from. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, mom sneaks up and hears him saying his secret jokes, and she thinks his secret jokes are hilarious. But the second she starts listening, she doesn't think they're funny anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't understand that. Um, and cut back to the art. Detective Anthony Michael Hall can't tell the difference between two very different signatures. Yes, wildly different signatures. Like, and I know you got to dumb it down so the audience can feel smart and so like they can feel like they can solve the crime, but like, my dude. This is where the math net acting comes in, basically, is at that point, because, yeah. We also haven't touched on in any of these episodes, including the one we just talked about, the sheer volume of awful puns so many bad puns oh yeah isn't there a, a taylor swift pun thing in there somewhere in one of these episodes well they because of the fact that it's a cop show at least part and parcel 
they feel the need to do the CSI mm-hmm. when they wrap up a case or when they're getting ready to wrap up a case. There's yeah. they have to do the thing like on the golf course. What did they say? They, there like, there's like, no mulligan for this one. Yeah, there's like two golf puns back to back while he's putting on his goddamn Anthony Michael fail sunglasses. <laughs> it's it's so full of those puns, and it's just like does this this exists as a parody of those things that would happen in another TV show, making fun of those things like 30 rock. Yeah. Yes. You know, like, there's oh my no God. Way. He's Anthony Michael Hallmark. <laughs> in the show. That's fucking in, great. In the, the episode's over. We're halfway through the second. Of We're three done. Episodes. We're done. Nobody ever needs to talk <laughs> about the show again. We're wrapping it up. It's gone. You got there. That's your Irish spring. Goodbye. We're done. <laughs> You can quit the show now. You got there in like two episodes. I'm yes. very, I'm, I'm very happy for you. But not anyway, at all jealous. I'm not at all going to play snatch game on you because you're a bitch and stole a good joke in your second episode. But uh, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, Anthony Michael Hallmark says <laughs> I could paint that, and then it pans around and oh. it's a Dega, which is like. It's not it's not like it's a Rothko or whatever. Where like, you know, it it's yeah. a Pollock or whatever. Like that. Where no, you could make it, that joke. Yeah. It mm-hmm. Forms and figures. But then they buy it and it's real. <laughs> which is confusing. <laughs> and really doesn't add anything to the plot. It doesn't, at all. besides no. to make them look real dumb. I yeah. And then they took my favorite. RuPaul's Drag Race roast of all time. And they gave it to Preston. (laughs) Because one of my favorite things ever is when Bianca Del Rio asks if anyone knows what Adore Delano got on her SATs. (laughs) And the answer was ketchup. (laughs) (laughs) But when he says it, it's so depressing. Oh, it was just like failure it's like how how did you take such an easy joke to make funny it just you <laughs> you stabbed it in front of everyone you killed it what, look what you did to my boy <laughs> you, made us, <laughs> you made us watch it it's a hate crime that's what yes. that was speaking yeah, of anybody crime, that's at all a sta- a fan of stand-up Yes. This was this this episode was a hate crime. It was, oh, a it hate was crime. such a hate crime to stand-up comedy and a hate crime to art dealing. How and hard yes. would it have been to bring in a stand-up comic to write a few jokes? Just for a day rate. What? Yeah, just a day rate. Just bring how happy would a guy at an open mic have been? To, like like a senior open mic guy to come on your set and just mm-hmm. write like seven jokes that you could use. But no, you didn't do that. You had your writer's room who wrote the mulligan joke write his fucking stand-up. Nightmare. Uh, Speaking of hate crimes about things I love, the food props on this show. (laughs) Paying attention to them again. So after Preston's first failed stand-up attempt, nobody laughs, obviously. His mom is making them a celery snack. Yes. And Mm -hmm. there is no jar of peanut butter out there, but she is spreading peanut butter on a piece of celery. And she doesn't make it all the way there. Doesn't (laughs) go all the way across. 
And then she well, she has all of her knives pre-peanut buttered. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, they're all in little. Knives. It's she learned it on TikTok. It's a life hack. You, <laughs> you pre-peanut butter your knife. You uh, put it in the freezer, and then you put it in a Ziploc bag. And then when you need peanut butter, you just you bring it out. It. Yeah, you you give it you give it a, a ten seconds in the microwave, and it's ready to spread. Yes, exactly. Just put that knife right in the microwave. <laughs> put it in the microwave. In this show. In this world? <laughs> in this world, they would. You can't see my face, but you know what face I'm making. <laughs> Could you snort? Yes. yes. <laughs> so she sets it on the plate, and then it kind of pans away, and you're not supposed to pay attention to what's on the plate, but it is a bizarre smattering. There's a flower on the plate. There's like six She made girl dinner is what she made. Yeah, she made. She did make dinner. girl dinner. She invented girl dinner. She invented girl dinner. She did it bad. She's a trailblazer. <laughs> Just celery with half peanut butter and some edible flowers. Yes. Um, that's anyway, what I that's want after work. That's basically the end of the episode is they say, hey, Preston, remember how you're in a wheelchair? And he's like, yes, everyone does all the time. I will never let them forget it. Well, how about you don't let these people forget it either? I'm an extremely handsome kid and I'm never going to let anybody ever talk about that because we have to talk about how I'm in a wheelchair. (laughs) And so anyway, he does some really obvious jokes about that. Um, And. I know this is called a stand-up, and I'm sitting down. Don't trust a guy in a wheelchair with worn-out shoes. Uh, All that stuff. Uh, And the coffee shop people still don't laugh. That's the one with the really, really, um, like, there is anti-woke humor in his stand-up. There is, yes. Oh, yeah. It's 2015. He's in a wheelchair. And he's making anti-woke humor. In a coffee shop. It kind of sounded like the jokes that Jeff Dunham made when yes. he was a child before he discovered he had a talent for ventriloquism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can we talk for a second about the venue? I would love just to. For, just for a second. That oh, first you, mean, time, you mean the coffee shop that looked like something out of So I Married an Axe Murderer? It was definitely <laughs> It was definitely the set of the, um, of the record store in The Curve. Uh, but... <laughs> That being said, um, the first time he does an open mic stand-up, there are four people there. Mm -hmm. That's all. And one of them leaves directly in front of him. Yes. That was great. I was like, she's like, I'm out of here. Bye. The second time, there are maybe 12. (laughs) One of them being his mother. Yes. Three of them are people he... Is directly like they wouldn't be the, here if he wasn't there. The well, stakes could what happened, not be higher. <laughs> probably what happened is word got around about oh, there's this guy in this wheelchair that sucks so hard. You need to see this to believe, <laughs> but you can't laugh. It's train wreck. You, did anybody ever tell him it's really hard to laugh at him because he's in a wheelchair and it makes you think you're laughing at him because he's in a wheelchair and not telling really shitty jokes? It's okay because he tells you it's okay after he tells all his jokes. Yeah, it's okay to laugh. It's just a wheelchair, guys. <laughs> wheelchair. Mm. I, mm, boy. And then uh, we cut back to Anthony Michael Hall, who's learned how to relax by painting. Yes, a dot. A blue dot. And he which has is art. 
and he has paint all over his face. Yeah, you yeah. can tell he chilled out because of the way he got paint all over his face yeah. on purpose for some reason. Uh, I think so that I, was another I, I think I got it. episode. As a person who does art and a person who loves stand up, <laughs> this was a hate crime. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Th- out of the three episodes, this this I mean, I would recommend the first one to get the gist of what the show is like. But this second episode was the hardest one out of the three for me Real to watch. And that's saying a lot, because in our third episode, we <laughs> lose Anthony Michael Hall guy and replaced with guy <laughs> who every other minute is going to remind us how he could have been a baseball superstar. But no, because of an injury that he had in college, he decided to go into the wacky world of investigative fraud and in, in, in the in the postal service. Classic. Um. Uh. So. Yeah. Uh. We start this episode. This is the Henry Wainwright Foundation. The name of this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Uh, horrible title. Least apt title of the three. Preston's a victim of mail fraud. Aww. Dun, dun, dun. It happened to him. It can happen to anybody. It could happen to anybody, even Preston. Because he is sending a letter in the year of our <laughs> Lord, 2016. He sends a letter. might be 2017. Sends a letter via the mail to the band 21 Monkeys. Now, I'm going to need you to stop for about three days. <laughs> we need because to stop for, yeah, a long time. We've got to unpack this band name <laughs> right now. I swear to God, whoever wrote this episode just Googled indie band names. It started at the top. It's a 21 Monkeys. So what's Arctic it? Mo- or 21 Pilots. Arctic Monkeys. Or, <laughs> or was it 12 Monkeys? <laughs> 12 Monkeys. They just turned it around. It just turned it around. <sighs> Somebody refresh my memory because I I vaguely remember a sub subplot in twelve in twelve monkeys that involved the male. Boy, it's been a long time since I've seen it. <laughs> like something to do with the distri- distribution of the disease, like something in there. Like That's was amazing. it Arctic monkeys and twenty one pilots, or was it twelve monkeys, or was it just? Did they have 21 monkeys in the writer's room throwing darts at a board with words? <laughs> the show would have been better. <laughs> yeah. And would have been a lot more interesting, yes. But I love that name, 21 Monkeys. I was just like, okay. Someone, <laughs> so, someone, someone likes uh, some late 90s uh, post-apocalyptic uh, yeah. cinema there. Yes. <laughs> like, that's like, the thing. It's so confusing because it could go either way. When I heard it the first time they said it, I thought 12 monkeys. When I heard it the second time they said it, I thought Arctic monkeys. And when I heard it the third time they said it, I heard 21 pilots. And I don't know. It's hard to say. It's a, it's one of our great mysteries. <laughs> can somebody write them? Uh, we well, well, I mean, what are the chances we can get somebody involved in that show on this show? For I real. Love it. Preston. No, we can't get Preston. Noah. We get Noah. One of the one of the people in the show had been in like a bunch of B horror movies, and I think we can get them. I bet you we can snag them. That's what happened with mom, right? Mom had like like Jessica Lundy, or because she was in Caddyshack too. Yeah. No, I think it was the I think it was um, Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, not Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, Anthony Michael Hallmark 
was I think <laughs> in, in some of those movies. I'll have to go um, look. Yeah, we'll have to look because uh, mom had been in a bunch of stuff too. Um, but yeah, we could reach out to them on Buddy Friend. Appreciate <laughs> 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 you yeah. so much. <laughs> Incredible. Um, because that is also how Preston tried to reach yes. out to Twenty One Monkeys, and he didn't hear back from them because no. Buddy Friend is obviously made up. <laughs> Buddy, Buddy Friend from the, didn't from, even from, exist in their world. From the from the makers of Chan Square comes Buddy Friend. <laughs> Chan Square. Wow. Well, this is one of those things that happens in in shows of this budget that I don't understand. Did they think someone was going to come after them for saying Facebook? I, because they wouldn't care. You can say Facebook. You can acknowledge that Facebook exists in 2015. Like, nobody right. cares. So why are you wanna, trying to give it a fake brand? We don't want to get zucked. Yeah, they don't want to get zucked? I don't know what that is. Um, speaking of things that don't make sense in the year 2015 or 16, whenever this came out exactly... Our MLB to mail inspector pipeline guy speaking into a tape recorder. <laughs> sure. That, yes. A thing that I have not seen in 20 years because everyone has a tape recorder in their pocket all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all, they basically all of them want to be uh, Dale Cooper from yeah. Twin Peaks. And <laughs> so. So they're like, you know, it looked cool when he had one. So I'm going to do it, too. Um, but he's he's very excited and very young. And mom is trying to make him calm down because you. You you can't. You can't get a point unless you round all the bases. Oh, my God. And the amount. And the, the response <sighs> is my favorite thing in the universe. He whirls on her and says, oh. You know baseball? (laughs) You are a woman who know baseball. Everyone knows that there's bases in baseball. It's in the name of the sport. (laughs) It's right there on the tin. Hi, I am woman. I, too, do baseball. The amount of baseball metaphors and puns per capita in this episode disgusted me. It's outrageous. Yeah. It's, I am not a sports person, and I understood every single rudimentary baseball punt <laughs> that she yeah. made. So it's not as though she's like, whatever, talking about, oh, I'm going to freaking embarrass myself, uh, hitting at batting averages and shit. Like, I don't. <laughs> yes, nobody's talking about a sacrifice punt. Nobody's talking, you know, like oh my nobody's God, talking about the lead it. you're taking off a second. Like it's it is like you hit ball, you make base. Oh, coach, I'm gonna call you coach from now on. <laughs> Catcher's mitt. <laughs> it's just saying things that are in baseball. It's super basic. Uh, but I did notice that once they got into the crime, they took some of the season two feedback. They mentioned getting an attorney. <laughs> Yes. They mentioned not destroying Miranda rights. They they didn't give him one before they laid out the entire case in front of him. But they did mention it. 
so just so much of this incredible uh by the way the crime in this one for those of you who should not watch the episode is uh, a guy just took a crowbar to a mailbox yeah oh they do some great csi forensic work on that too oh yes they do they they take a a crowbar that they find (laughs) in this guy's that they that they um definitely like pacino out of this guy's car um Oh, all the sequences with that crowbar. I mean, it made me go, how much money did they spend on this crowbar if, if, if they're, like, going to go through all this fuss with it? They were, they they were so much with the crowbar. First of all, they make that poor woman, Georgia, who doesn't know how to say Dega, hold it up to the mailbox. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's crowbar all right. I also I also want to mention that the uh, the guy who was doing the crowbarring that they arrested basically looked like every 90s stereotypical Hispanic, Latin, Native American thief stereotype. They made ever existed in those movies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they that's central casting Mm -hmm. is what that was. Like, come on. We said he needs to look as much like Angel from Stand and Deliver as we can. <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> can, how many times can we have him say Holmes? None. You can have None? him say it okay. no times. <laughs> oh, it's 2016. We can't do that shit anymore. Oh, OK. Oh, are you sure? How about a khaki plaid shirt? That's still cool. Okay. Okay. How many can he just the top button though? No. All okay. No. Oh, okay. Still gonna be okay. Good. What about a real low slung ponytail? We okay. That one's still cool. Good. Yeah, we can still do that. Okay. <laughs> What's that, what else is on that checklist? Be... Yeah, they're making their checklist. Um. Also, in season one, they have that huge lasagna dinner with too much salad. Yes. Yes. Preston in this episode talks shit about having frozen lasagna with his mom. <laughs> He's like, guess you're going to have to have your frozen lasagna without me. I'm going out to find 21 monkeys. (laughs) Mom, I'm an adult. He is 20 years old. I'm an adult mother. (laughs) And she and my friends are going to find the 21 monkeys. (laughs) Going to this extremely squeaky clean white band. (laughs) Everyone looks like if the OC was a person. So true. And honestly, when when we when we do meet Twenty One Monkeys, it looked like homogenized Nickelback. That's when I knew it was Canadian. That's when I was like, "This is Canadian." Canadian. Yeah. Uh, And we do hear their music before we meet them, and uh, that was the first song written by AI, 100. (laughs) percent Just the beginning. Oh, here's my note that I told you that that gave me. The comparison to that uh, that drug commercial, the show's like lithium. It just makes you. <laughs> <laughs> you do lose time in this you show. You completely lose time. Well, we're losing Your personality time is gone. Chat. I mean, this is. I mean, it's like we've we spoke long times about stuff before, but I think this is the <laughs> most we've ever waxed nauseum about a television show on this on this on this show. So because it's just that. Well, so let me show. Yeah. Let me say this as we as we're barreling down on the the end of the third episode. Well, go ahead and finish out the third episode and then well, I'll tell you my my thought. 
She says the same thing again. You can't score a run if you don't touch the bases. And he whirls on her again. And he's like, my coach used to say that exactly. (laughs) Yeah, because that's like the thing that baseball is. That's like the only thing. that's the only real rule of baseball. <laughs> the only thing that baseball is. God damn it. It, uh, my my again, my lovely spouse Craig, love you Craig, said that this was the episode he insisted we watch. This is the beginning of me choosing the inspectors for the show. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. <laughs> and so so was, we, we get to blame him for this. Yes, we were watching it together, and he heard that line. He said, you weren't good at baseball, were you? <laughs> they just told you it was an injury. Because your coach had to tell you that you needed to touch all the bases. <laughs> I just can't. It. But anyway, Preston, um, Preston's car breaks down. Or Noah's, yes. I don't know whose car it was. Somebody's car breaks down. Well, that it wasn't Preston's because I'm guessing he doesn't have a car. It probably doesn't have a car. Uh, and they shockingly get to meet the band. Oh, my God. They meet the band at the garage because their van broke down. And yeah. they're never going to trust Travel Buddy ever again Travel to allow them. Travel Buddy. Subsidiary of Buddy Friend. Yes. <laughs> I heard Travel Buddy. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> um. And they're on their way to the concert and their van gets fixed. And and the kids are like, oh, man, we're stuck here overnight. That's such a bummer. And he's like, hey, listen, this is actually a line that made me laugh legitimately. (laughs) He says, we'd love to give you a lift to the venue, but our van is full of all of our our equipment and studded vests. It's studded vests. We have studded vests. There are so many lines. Studded vests. In this, there are so many lines in this in the show that I feel like were written for a comic delivery that just didn't get a comic delivery just didn't at all. Have actors. Yeah, and this is one of those lines. Except for an overly polished Chad Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> um, can't believe I pulled I, that name. I I love the fact that they mentioned that they had studded vests when their music sounds like Hillsong. It sounds like Hillsong. I said it sounded more like Coldplay than Arctic Monkeys or 21 Pilot. <laughs> um, yeah, it definitely was like knocking. Somebody knocked on Jars of Clay's door and said, mm-hmm. guys, we're doing this thing, you know, that we we have to be really, really homogeneous and antiseptic. Um, can we if use ima- your music? If Imagine Dragons was inspired by the polyphonic spree. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, everything comes great. And, oh, we didn't even get to the entire reason why they want 21 monkeys in the first place. (laughs) Because it doesn't actually fucking matter. This whole plot line was like, I'm like going, well, Wayne's World 2 did it first. Um." (laughs) So they're going to find this band because Preston wants them to play a, a benefit concert for his dead dad so that they can give money to some sort of charity against texting and driving. I'm not sure what sort of charity that would be. I don't think they thought about it very much either. Um, But they were like, Oh yeah, dude, totally. They don't have to talk to their manager or their agent or like look at a calendar. Uh, (laughs) They're just going to do it. You know, logistics, you know, fuck those. We're just going to, you know, do it because Mm -hmm. that's the type of people we are. Yeah, they can figure it out. We're going to be there. Yes, it's Dunzo. And on the other side of the the storyline, the woman 
or the, the man that mom first pointed to and said, that guy did the mail fraud. Turns out he did the mail fraud. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he gets arrested and that's done. <laughs> it's all very, very straightforward. And then she goes home to do every mom's favorite pastime, reading an unmarked book. Yeah. <laughs> Wor- worrying about her son. And worrying about her son. Basically, she was sitting there and re- she was reading one of those Reader's Digest condensed book volumes that you still find in like the antique stores. That's what she was reading. I also like that the book was the same color as the shirt that she and her son always wear. Yeah. That same yeah, particular color shade of blue. In this thing is one might call it postal blue. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you totally put the sunglasses on at that point. I did. I did. I put on the sunglasses. And, 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 the, and the Who music kicked in out of nowhere. Thank you for going on this journey with me. Well, so that I could share this masterpiece of a television program so, to the world. I think it's time for me to ask a question. Okay. And I want to know if you, any of you feel the same way I do. Oh, God. There is a moment in each of these episodes. And, and those moments are when Preston and his mom, it's usually at the end of the episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a scene with a, the, the denouement of the episode with mm-hmm. Preston and his mom. In the last one, it is a scene about Preston coming home, getting 21 monkeys to play the thing. And while they, were out of, <laughs> while they were out of T-shirts, they had um, a travel buddy. I think, wasn't it a travel buddy? Um, oh, it, was a, it was a keychain for the garage. Yeah. Yes. Garage. In the first one, I'm trying to remember what it was, but there was a scene at the end with the, the two of them. Um, and in the stand-up thing, I don't think we got a scene at the end, but I think there was a scene in the middle. There was. It was the scene where he was writing jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and his mom was there with the laundry. Mm-hmm. When it, those scenes are 100% porn setups. They're fucking... <laughs> <laughs> but it was not that i want you to think back to each of those scenes oh my god and when that when that stops when the when the camera fucking stops that is when you cut to the porn those are porn setups one thousand percent pull it up right now on byu tv watch the last part of that last episode I'm not able to get on the app anymore because it heard you say porn. <laughs> yeah, the Mormons don't like that. I am telling you 100%. It's the only thing I could think of. It was the only thing I could see after the first time it happened. And then it happened every time after that. And I don't know whether it was the quality of the camera work or the acting or the writing. <laughs> but that literally jumping, that is a jumping off to... I couldn't find you a t-shirt, but I found you this zip, bam, fucking. That is what that is. <laughs> wow. Woo. Go back and watch them. You will not be able to not see it. I promise. Uh, and I will eventually go back and, and see more of this at some point, somehow, some That's way. It will come back to my note. The only note I had, because there were no other notes I could make. <laughs> I it was the pinnacle of notes and, and there was nothing else I could realize about this entire show. That's all I got to say. 
You guys wow. can talk amongst yourselves. Oh, the defense wow. rests. <laughs> God, you Pepe Sylvia that shit, didn't you? I mean... You really you... kept it in the pocket while I <laughs> went through shockingly few of the story beats of this show. Because <laughs> there aren't See, any. At this point, I was like, okay, the pilot episode of Invader Zim, when Zim is going to Earth and Gurr says, I'm going to sing the Doom song now and starts <laughs> singing the Doom song now. And then it says six months later and we see him still singing the Doom song and Zim is sitting there drooling, just brain dead. That's what I was at the end of this episode. I'm doing my dead level best to get this. BYU TV app downloaded so that I can screen grab. (laughs) (laughs) Rip the discord. (laughs) I am telling you right now, this is a real thing. I know you are going to hate you. You're going to hate it. You're going to hate it. You're going to hate it. I, there's nothing that could possibly make me hate this show. Um, because I've watched it. (laughs) That's right. This you fucking BYU TV puts the at the beginning of their searches for shows that start with the. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The yeah, counts that's... as a show that starts okay. with the letter T. Season yeah. three, episode, tw- what, 20? Was it? I, I think it's 12. I'm trying to remember. It is. No, that's a teddy bear episode. Oh, not that then. I remember that one, though. I've seen that one. It's kind of like that episode um, of Law and Order where the they hide a monkey in a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Jamaican was on there, too. I wanted to watch that one, and I didn't. Uh, uh, I almost watched that one just based off the title. I was just like, uh, no, I've had enough of this show. Uh, now, speaking of the teddy bear episode, now, something that we didn't get in our uh, little tasting menu here is the third thing that they love on the inspectors, which will inspire people to go and watch more. They love charity benefits. They love talking about their trauma and they love a diamond heist. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Every four episodes, there's somebody smuggling diamonds through the mail. (laughs) Like, you know, Everybody always does. Yeah, like you're always doing that. The number of times I have shoved a diamond I stole into a teddy bear and put it in the mail. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Okay. Let me oh, put on he, is de- he is dead set. He's doing it right now. He's dropping this stuff into the chat. This He's screen record. Three hours long. <laughs> I'm recording set. my screen. I am bringing it back up. I'm putting it in landscape. <laughs> Jesus. We have. <laughs> this is how bad we broke Andy. Now is that he's doing this. So, so, so got con- you back is what happened. The so, sexual con- tension is maddening. So, congratulations, Courtney. Not only have <laughs> I broke Andy, but in less than a year, you have broke Andy. About six months. Yeah. So <laughs> that that's a record on this show. I am. I'm very proud. This is what happens when you make me watch three extremes. I <laughs> well, I'm scared to know what you're going to do then after I make you watch my choice for unconventional musicals. So yeah, let's get into that while Andy is getting ready to drop some troubling photographs. <laughs> Just so I, I, I know they're not going off the fuck, right? I know that, you know, 
just because of the way the phone the, the the show is set up but just watch just just out of context watch this and tell me that it couldn't very easily very simply just oh, flip God. right into so a port like it sounds I like it sounds like you're alleging that this show is what if pornography but they took out the sex scenes and put in male fraud pretty much <laughs> Porn what if it was a 20 porn. minute setup? Porn without the porn. To hardcore porn. Porn without the porn. God. So, Roy. Yeah. What musical have you chosen for us to watch next month? <laughs> um, I said in my sweetest voice I could muster. Yeah, it's a hellscape. It really is. Um, you guys. It's not 21 are, Monkeys. I'm not watching it. <laughs> oh, you guys are going to seriously hate me for this. You really are. Um, guys. We're doing cats. Yeah, I knew it was going to be cats because you made a point to tell us it was on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> let me Keep tell you what. It, let me tell you what it was originally going to be before I chose cats. It was going to be Showgirls because uh, I I found out Showgirls is on Tubi. Well, and we're going to have to do a very special episode at some yeah. point to do Showgirls and, for sure. And, it's, and it is the NC seventeen cut of Showgirls, and I'm like, wow. Oh wow. I said, you know. Paul Verhoeven went on record many times saying that this was his reinvention of the musical. Uh, so this is super fun. A fun connection from this month to Showgirls. Do you know who was originally attached to Cutthroat Island? Um, it was, yeah, yeah, it was it was Paul Verhoeven. It was Verhoeven. And he, he had a stake quit. in the movie that destroyed he him. Wait, Cutthroat yeah. Island to go make Showgirls. So it was originally going to be Showgirls <laughs> until <laughs> until you found Cats. Until Netflix made the announcement that Cats was dropping in January, and I went, "Oh no!" And I went, "Okay, we got to do it." And the reason it's listed as an unconventional musical is because of the fact that did you get the one, butthole the bro- cut? No, it's not the butthole oh, cut, dear. unfortunately. Um, one, the the Broadway musical itself is a very unconventional musical. Yes. Because all it is is just a bunch of cats dancing around and singing how they're jellical, and there's no plot. So the movie had the audacity to try to create a plot. Oh, boy. Uh, See, and I haven't yeah. seen it. I've avoided yeah. it. <laughs> they, they had the audacity to actually try to create a plot for this film, and then if that was an not enough. They decided to make Snapchat the movie by having everyone look like a Snapchat filter as cats. Yeah, that's the only thing I know about cats is that they made Jennifer Hudson's face way too big for her cat head, and it it didn't work, and it looked really weird and creepy. You get to she's see a beautiful her beautiful woman. <laughs> you get to see her snot-filled nose while she's singing, and we get Taylor Swift. Yep. So, because it looks like the Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, we're celebrating. We have with talked her. way too much about sports in this episode. <laughs> this has been a very sports-heavy episode, and I'm very tired because of it. <laughs> if we were doing have... five hours of recording and we never mentioned sports, I'd be like, "Let's do more." And you haven't lived until you've seen Taylor Swift as a cat do a tit shimmy while she's singing the song "McCavity." Weird. 
I mean, I guess I haven't. <laughs> I've not I lived. That's true. I haven't lived. You, you all <laughs> are going to either crack up at the what the fuck fever dream that this movie is, or are going to look to get revenge on me after this because. <laughs> Chris and I are on different levels with this movie. I Chris loathes it and never wants to see it again for the rest of his life. To me, it is one of the most delicious train wrecks in cinema ever made. On the same level of uh, train wrecks as like uh, Can't Stop the Music and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So still fun as hell. Yeah, where it's just like, it's so bad. This is such, so many bad decisions were made. But my God, it's so much fun watching it crash and burn. Especially, <laughs> when, especially when you have elements like Sir Ian McKellen and Dame Judi Dench involved with this thing. And then you have mixed in with that Jason Derulo and Taylor Swift and then just for good measure, because, you know, everybody loves James Corden, we're going to throw James Corden in this basically playing a cat version of James Corden. <laughs> All right. That's so upsetting. <laughs> oh, and then if that wasn't enough, we're going to use this movie to ruin Idris Elba's career. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Poor man. Poor man. Yeah, so we're doing cats. All right. I'm very excited. So, uh, Andy, shall I watch I this mean, video that you've sent live? Or You can. It's just the last part of the last episode that we watched. Okay, and watch. I don't know whether it's, again, it's just one of those things that it just really, really feels like transitional just watch it it's just energy it's so sexual between those two all the time i don't know i'm getting lifetime romance out of this it's that. It was that. It was the hand touch thing. He like reaches yeah. out and makes that physical contact that a son would absolutely not yes. make his mom. Yeah, I never once thought that they weren't fucking the entire that, time they were on that's stream. That's an inappropriate hand touch right there. Uh, that's yeah. That's that's some Norman Bates territory there. Well, and it it doesn't help that she looks way too young to be his mom. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying he, he looks too old she, to be a freshman at Georgetown. She, she had him when she was twelve. Yeah. Just better interact. Like there are better interactions than that. That's the first one I could find. Just the energy that comes off of the two of them mm-hmm. is very sexual. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked to find out something happened on set. I'm just yeah, saying that. they were like a thing. Because <laughs> they were probably a lot closer in age. Oh yeah, it was probably more like uh, Kira Knightley and that kid from Game of Thrones in Love Actually. <laughs> <laughs> She was 17 years old. Did you know that? Yes. And he was not five. Mm. <laughs> it's like 12. Okay. We, we can not record anymore. I just. <laughs> I've really taken you guys to the ends of the earth today. 
And I, I thank you. And Roy, I can't wait for you to bring us back to the harsh, glaring reality with cats. <laughs> that is cats, yes. <laughs> All right, gang. Thank you so much for enduring this this long, hard road out of hell. Uh, that was <laughs> you asked insane. for this. <laughs> you said I could pick whatever I want. Which makes me wonder what the hell's gonna happen in in March. It really I can't does. wait for March. <laughs> oh yeah, what you, you get to pick one thing. It's gonna be eighty four hours long. It's gonna be Ken Burns' The Civil War. We're gonna get steered and watch the whole thing. Uh, I do already know it. I will give you a hint. It's not a good hint. It is a oh. film. <laughs> All right. It's hey. not a TV show. This one's not a TV show. <laughs> It's the, it's the Warner Herzog right. collection of film, and it's going to be all the movies he made where he speaks in German and not English. <laughs> Non-subtitled. Yes. Uh, no, but I, it is not streaming anywhere, and I am emotionally attached to this to the point where I am buying you DVDs. I'm Cutthroat Island. Oh, my. Oh, so. my. I do like that it's now become a um, – it's become oh, Cutthroat Islanding things and not Star – uh, wing commandering things, thank God. <laughs> did you have to buy Wing Commander? Yes, he did. I listened to the episode, but I, I haven't seen Wing Commander, which is shocking considering right. my love for so, that time period. Brett Green was born in 1987. <laughs> okay. Here we go with the Pepe again. Jessica Lundy was born in 66. So I what do we got like it's like under 20 years yes under 20 years yeah okay so i would say they were probably banging on the set of the inspectors we paid for them to bang we paid for it this was our tax dollars never forget dear audience our tax dollars paid for this television program can we go before I shatter myself any further? Yeah, this is my magnum you. opus. I could do eight uninterrupted hours on the inspectors. <laughs> All right, gang. Thank you very much for joining us. And, Sorry. And join us next month where we look at some very interesting musicals. Talk to y'all later. I just really think, like, the first one is really bad with it. Like, it cuts at a really uh, an opportune time for it. 